podcast uh be sure to give us a comment share the podcast uh, be sure to support us on anchor you have options to subscribe um share with your friends and support us um in that sort of way so um thank you for listening it is episode 176 join what was my <clears throat> voice what up five stacks north side florida it's your boy j joe don't get too comfortable Right, I think it's hella comfortable up there. I think he right. might be hugging his baby though. Good night. Right. So, oh, you gotta hug the baby. Good night. That's important. Right. That's he, he's gonna pass, and they can take off his uh, call centers and everything. <laughs> yeah, you gotta embrace your baby. Right. right. Where you from? Five thousand. Huh? Where you from? Where am I from? Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville. North Side Florida. <laughs> yep. Right. right on. All right, cool. So, how you like Ben? What's been going on with y'all niggas? Anything new? I mean, I think it's great. What about you, JJ? You good? Shit, sweet. Hey, man. Uh, I can't. I can't complain. I guess I could complain, but I'm not gonna complain. Is my microphone working? How about that? Microphone's working just fine, uh, brother. All right. I guess my lights just gone out. Um, cool, man. You know, first week. NFL, you know, all football teams look like shit except for like three. Um, but the Saints did beat the Falcons uh, at home, um, so that was a joy. Um, but what I did see, I kept getting like people sending me clips of like New Orleans fans like dancing on tables and like acting up in Walmart. I saw that shit. Yeah, and, and and then like it was a fight in the in the in the, uh, the Georgia Dome, and the, the thing with that is right. And I had this discussion with motherfucker. It's like when you come from a black city, and at these sporting events, like black cities usually can bully like the the visiting team, um, but that only works when you're not playing another black city. So like. When the nigga, Atlanta niggas are just going around talking about nigga, rise up, fuck nigga, rise up, fuck nigga. No. Hey, hey boy, don't say that to the wrong to New Orleans nigga. It's going to be like. Which is like 60% buddy. of all New Orleans niggas. Right. Like, you trying to play me, bro? And they're just going <laughs> to hit you in the face. You know what I'm saying? There's some cities out there that just niggas just be fighting, like, with fists. I mean, and like. I'm not taking away from the like Atlanta niggas because like Atlanta got real niggas, um, but like in the hierarchy of like black cities, I like guess. I think they're at the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, you got like Memphis and fucking, you know, maybe Detroit, Chicago above Atlanta niggas, and you know, Atlanta is a, a shooter nigga city, not really a put your hands up city, but you know, 
Like, if you ever met niggas from South Florida, like, them niggas will, will fight, and you don't want to fight them back. So, y'all niggas just uh, watch out. And again, no disrespect to old Atlanta, but I think new Atlanta doesn't live by the same principles as old Atlanta, and kind of like Kappa Alpha Psi, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of all glitz and glamour now. So, like, when you have a shimmy in your organization, it attracts a certain type of nigga, so I think Atlanta now attracts a certain type of nigga. And like majority of the niggas in Atlanta aren't even from Atlanta. So you got a lot of niggas that like, oh, I'm I'm an Atlanta nigga now. I think this is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, talking shit to niggas and then you get like punched square in the face and I don't condone violence and I'm not saying that, but you know. I just made a made an observation, man. What? I think it's a fair observation. What did I miss though when you asked me where I was from? No, we had like we had just started the introductions and then Oh and, yeah. You know what's funny about that? Because <laughs> I was like, damn, like this tone of voice and this topic and all that sounds like the podcast started, but I was like, we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It all made sense now. Yeah, um, said, oh, these it, um five thousand north side of Florida for you. So Oh yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Okay, yeah, it all makes perfect sense now. And you was hugging your baby, so you can't really interrupt that. Yeah, got it. Okay, cool beans. But, um, yeah. yeah that's no, I, I agree with you about Atlanta and niggas. I, I would say old Atlanta's extinct. I don't even like to refer to it anymore because I think that's, I mean, because of nostalgia, but I think it's also the fact that New Atlanta is Atlanta. It's the scammers, it's niggas in skinny jeans, it's niggas that shoot and rob and scam instead of like, fight or talk shit um you know so that's atlanta now and i would also agree that they might be at the low at the bottom of the totem pole of black cities what's y'all's ranking of black cities now what would be your top three well it depends on what you're talking about when it when you say black cities like niggerness and awesomeness niggerness and awesomeness and fighting and all the good shit no i mean that you're still gonna be different (laughs) that's still gonna be different um okay so let's let's do it fight for fighting then fighting yeah, let's let's keep it along with what JJ was talking I, I, about. I haven't fought a nigga from every black city. Um, <laughs> but who's the niggas you wouldn't want to fight? Like you have, a, you have, you at least have intuition. Um, I mean, New Orleans has got to be near the top. New Orleans would probably be one. Uh, I'm on. I'm gonna add Memphis in there too. Yeah, Memphis niggas too. fight. Might want to add uh, L.A. in there uh, based on recent events because, like, <clears throat> I saw this meme or whatever it was from Ice-T. Basically, he was like, if you notice, like, L.A.-based rappers don't wear chains and stuff. It's not because we're broke, but he's like, L.A. is dangerous and you just don't want to tempt the city. Like, shit so, goes down. So I'm not going to say a city for number three. I'm just going to say nondescript country towns in the South. Whether that's Florida, Georgia, Alabama, but like just a nigga from like Perry or some shit that you just try okay. at the juke joint, he probably gonna beat your ass. There's a high a high likelihood that he's gonna beat your ass me right in church in the choir on Sunday. Like, yeah, I put Polk County up there. You you just gotta leave niggas from Florida that's not from a city and Georgia and Alabama that's just not from a city. Like that just like they got brick layer hands just Niggas, niggas was raised like picking sugar cane and processing sugar cane into sugar. That's a very hard process. A fight ain't like even nothing job. to them. It's not even like a chain. It's not even like an event. It's like, okay, well, I guess we just fight now. You know, tend to this nigga and, and get back to the, the business of what you were doing. Exactly. 
because I got work to do. They not gonna yeah, yeah, hard work, hard work. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not gonna waste a lot of time. I'm gonna make quick work of this nigga and get back to um feeding my family. Yeah. Did we already say Chicago? Mm, uh, I don't know about Chicago. I, I, I haven't Chicago. really seen niggas Chicago fight. niggas fight. Ooh. I mean, Ooh, that's gonna get some backlash <laughs> there. I'm just saying, Chicago niggas shoot. I don't know. If, uh, Chicago niggas shoot and they what talk. About, what they're funny Houston? and they're mean and they talk a lot of shit, but I don't know if Chicago niggas could fight. What about you say Chicago make niggas are mean? Yeah, they like they could make they could make mean piercing jokes. <laughs> they could they they could Joan good. They good at joning. They're they just, just be clowning they, in the cafeteria. They're in the just insulting. They're I'm just not from Chicago. I'm saying niggas could jump. The Houston uh, niggas fight. I've, I've seen Houston niggas fight. I don't think they have an yeah. issue with fight. I think, yeah, I think any state that has like gangs in it, I mean, not up north, but like Cali, I think Cali niggas are, are taught to put their dukes up just because you get jumped in gangs. I think you might just have to fight a lot. And I think Texas is like a. They have a lot of little subset gangs over there, so I think they them niggas fight. But again, that goes back to like country in the south. So, is there an old Houston and a new Houston yet? Is that a thing? Nah, I, I haven't heard that terminology for Houston. Okay. A lot of niggas refer to Houston as old Atlanta, so I'm assuming Houston's still old Houston. Okay, because I mean, people are saying that Houston is full, and as big as Houston is, it's kind of hard to say that it's full. So I figured it was a new something. I think a lot of people just be saying shit is cool just to try to sound cool. Yeah. Um, like now Atlanta might really truly be a little bit oversaturated, but like yeah, to your point, like Houston is the biggest fuck. Somebody said Orlando's full. I was like, Orlando ain't got no professional football team or baseball team. We got a half of a basketball team. Orlando ain't full. I'm gonna tell you right now, oh. you you know who is who is blessed by all of this the DC metropolitan area. We are so happy that all y'all motherfuckers left. Like left to Atlanta, left to Orlando, like because at one point in time we was full as fuck and everybody has left and it's actually niggas are still cutting up but it's nowhere near what it was. Because it's so expensive there. Do New York niggas fight? Mm, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that same question and I was gonna say I don't think they can. I think New York niggas' whole thing is. Hey, I'm from New York. You you have to see a couple niggas at home coming. I see already. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, now now we 41 and want to fight. No, nah. wait a minute. Um, now hold on. <laughs> I, I forgot one. You gonna have to fight a nigga from Durham, North Carolina. That's, that goes along the line with country niggas, though. I mean, I'm assuming okay. North Carolina niggas can fight. Yeah, South Carolina too. Yeah, Carolinas. You gonna fight one of them niggas? And I they, wouldn't want. I wouldn't want that. And they drive pickup trucks with. Questionable I remember, on them. I remember a girl. I think I told you that story. We were living. I, my, my people moved to Charleston when I got out of college. I remember we were. I had to pick up my sister from a barbecue, like some graduation barbecue. And some girl was trying to start a fight with my sister. It's like anybody gonna fuck with my cousin? It's gonna be me. They, they had that Geechee accent. They sound okay. like African or something. And I was like, that's gross. That was a racist. Yeah, that was a who who, who warming some up in the microwave? I don't even know what Gucci sounds like, but that probably and, is not. Uh, what I wasn't gonna say nothing, but then it did kind of get to a point where it's like you can't really come no list, more. Because then the listeners gonna be like, "Y'all didn't hear all that?" Like, right, like they recording live from right, Denny's right, this weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all couldn't take that out. Yeah. Uh, Sidebar, I'm gonna pull over and keep the motor running. I was talking to my cousin this morning. He had said like one of his homeboys called him like nine one one emergency last night. Um, saying he need to borrow some money, like cash out him or whatever. So he cash out him and like dude was supposed to bring the money this morning. 
So he get up like, dude, not there or whatever. He call. He was like, cuz. I hear this nigga, I hear like plates clanging and shit in the background. I know what an IHOP sound like, nigga. Bring my fucking money, you eating breakfast and shit. IHOP <laughs> ain't cheap either. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. If a nigga can hear an all star through the phone, hey, <laughs> nigga, you at the Waffle House, nigga? All right, just gonna take that nigga's money and be down with it. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it, that's kind of what it was reminding me of just then. Oh, shit. That's what's up. Anything else special going on with niggas before we get into this? No. All right. Okay, cool. I was going to say, never mind. Never mind. Anyway, so let's go into um, the topics today. So what's the what's the internet mad about? The internet is mad about Halle Bailey being the Black Little Mermaid. So apparently the trailer for... The live-action version of Disney's Little Mermaid came out this past week. Um, as we all know now, um, the star of the, of the show is going to be Halle Bailey of Halle and Chloe fame. Uh, and she is uh, seen singing a part of your world in the most blackest nigg- niggerish way. That, and del- it's delightful. I love it. Um, sounds like it's going to be a good movie. People were mad about it because... Apparently, mermaids, more specifically the Little Mermaid, is not black, and I did not know that. But um, yeah, what are y'all thoughts? Initial thoughts on the the at least I mean, well, a few things. I mean, have you seen the trailer? What your thoughts on the movie coming out? But also, what are your thoughts on this controversy? My first thought is: Are people really mad about it, or is this one of those? women on my timeline type of situation when they talk about niggas and nobody really has said anything bad about it. I mean, like, who, right. who, who is the I actually, I actually saw it. Who, who is the yeah. White people. So, I mean, I guess, you know, people go to Twitter for this type of shit to get this type of shit off. It, you don't really see, I think there was a Facebook group called Christians um, against um, the Black Little Mermaid. Okay. Saw that. Which <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> I saw... I saw a lot of tweets. Right. Basically a lot so, I mean, of tweets. It sounds like racists were being racist. Yeah. Right? I yep. mean, racist being racist is always a little different than saying, to me, it's always a little different from white people aren't fucking with this. I mean, because it's not really white people in general. It's racist being racist, you know, and I know we got to get our shit off. We got to get our jokes off at the end of the day, but. I don't know nobody who got a problem with the Little Mermaid. I ain't seen like Brett Favre, and he's a trash human being, come on and say <laughs> something about the Little Mermaid. Like I haven't even seen like Fox News, who generally has a problem with everything. They haven't really said anything that deep about the Little Mermaid. But I mean, I saw a couple of tweets that people showed a screenshot of a tweet, and Twitter's like what thirty percent bots or some shit. Like, yeah. is that what we're mad about? I mean. It seems somewhat sensitive, right? That we're sensitive to racist being racist. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, to Wood's point, white people don't want us playing nothing. Like, I mean, they probably want a white man to play Michael Jordan in the uh, in his fucking uh, whatever documentary or whatever. Like, they don't want us to play any role. Um, they don't want us to do anything to get any kind of shine. And so, more so above and beyond um, a black person playing the Little Mermaid, I mean, this shit is gonna 
be a huge movie, huge success, probably win all kind of awards and shit. And they probably just don't want a black people, a black person having all that stuff. So, and, uh, and yeah. here's, here's the even bigger irony in it. Before this happened, somebody posted something about, I don't let my daughters watch any Disney princess movies. Like unrelated to the Little Mermaid, like this is black people saying, "I don't, I don't want my kids watching Disney princess movies for what Disney Disney princesses stand for." Then the Halle Berry thing happens, and now it's like we're rallying around a Disney princess. It's like, what? I'm confused. I'm honestly confused, right? I mean, why are you confused about that though? I mean, that's pretty obvious. That's pretty on the head. Like they're they're supporting her. They don't support. Black, they don't put well. Black, they don't support Disney princesses in general because they're always white, represented as white people. I mean, the only one that might count and it doesn't really count is the princess and the frog because she was a frog like ninety percent of the movie. So that's 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 the rationale for that. So so we're saying that people don't want, and and and, and the conversation was very much rooted in feminism and not. White versus black. Really? So we're, yeah. That's weird. Okay, go and ahead. It's always the glass slipper finding some prince to kind of save you, that type of situation. Like, oh. the lesson is very much in that. And not so much, I don't fuck with the Disney princesses because they're largely white. Really? That came from black folks specifically, or is this like feminist across well, this, the board? This, this, this is primarily black women. I mean, men don't generally have a problem with Disney princesses. Black, white, or the other right it's really kind of a, a feminist centric conversation so okay the Halle Berry Halle Bailey's situation I mean it's just weird right I mean there's a lot of contradiction there's a lot of getting our shit off there's a lot of taking offense based on a discussion that really is centered around people that we don't even know and most of the people that are kind of driving this conversation are people that we knew were racist already well, I saw the trailer. Um, as y'all know, maybe y'all don't know. Y'all niggas know because I said on the podcast, but maybe y'all new listeners. I've never seen The Little Mermaid, so this will be my first time seeing the shit. Um, but I did enjoy seeing the um, the little black kids' reaction to it. Um, <laughs> like, you know, representation matters. Hashtag that. Um, and it was just cool, man. I mean, I... I love seeing the innocence in children. Um, like, in that shit was like, some of them kids were really excited. You know what I'm saying? And some were just excited because it was a little mermaid, and some were excited because she was black. You know, I'm like, oh, it's a brown little mermaid. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. So, um, who knows if the white people are mad? You know, who gives a fuck? She here. So, I mean, y'all can be mad or not be mad, whatever, whatever. But, same thing with the um, the black Targaryen in the House of the Dragon or House of Dragons if you black. Um, <laughs> like, if motherfuckers are really up in arms, it's like, all oh, these are like fucking mystical, magical fucking creatures that aren't real. Like, I mean, a mermaid is somebody fucked up dolphin or something right ain't that how a mermaid happens i don't know how that shit happens but like that's what you should be more uh upset about is the bestiality um but yeah, gross. um 
They say dolphin vagina is the closest to like a a real woman's vagina. FYI. Um, (laughs) Who said that? Who said? I don't. I don't know, man. You know, I know random shit, and I drink Hennessy, so my memory isn't the same. But um, yeah, I mean, who cares though? Like the naysayers, the people that are upset, let the motherfuckers be upset if they are. You know, it's just a beautiful thing that you know. I. The, the youth are not our, but y'all's kids and people have kids and you know even young adults or grown motherfuckers get to see a black Ariel or Ariel whatever her name is. Uh, yeah, so Ariel. I saw. I think it's cool. I, 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 I think I think it does matter. I, I'll probably bring it up later in the conversation because it'll be more poignant. But I think it does matter to have some sort of idea of who the fuck you're arguing against or it or to understand if we're not arguing about anybody at all because honestly a lot of times we just start spinning our fucking wheels and spending a whole lot of energy being mad at people that either a don't even really exist and i'm not talking about black and white i mean women do this 75 percent of the time when they talk about niggas on their timeline and they don't know no niggas in real life who said the things that they said but they get themselves upset so in the micro, it may not matter about it may not matter from a little mermaid standpoint. But when you mile high view and you start to look at all these conversations we have with each other, it matters that we spend a whole lot of energy arguing points against people that may or may not even exist. And if they do exist, it's very a very marginal subset of people. That's, That's how this uh, meme or something that was basically like all the white. All the black people, white people threw in the ocean, and they're surprised that the little mermaid is black. I thought that was pretty funny. Say, <laughs> man, that's dark. It's dark, yeah, but it's, it's very true. dark, but it's funny, and yeah, that like, yeah, like to the point you made, JJ, like it's a fictional character. You know what I'm saying? But like, they don't get mad at all the real life uh, black and African characters that they let white people play is it's kind of wild yeah like cleopatra and all that shit like i mean at one point black folks weren't in movies at all except to play slaves and servants so i mean i mean it would you make you make a great point to me because i mean the the minority there's a, a huge minority that's 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 the wrong word there's a very small group of people that are of a racist that are against this in terms of the full subset of all the people who have comments and opinions, so how do we know? How do how we how do we know not all white people hate this in their guts? I mean, a, we, don't we don't know, know that. We don't know because, that either. I mean, uh, it'll be a, Halle Berry didn't hire herself, and I don't think business is a black. Oh, why do you keep calling her Halle Berry? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting you're getting close. She just gonna have to she just got to deal with it. Okay, I apologize. She must not be she must Halle not be a favorite you know, of the Halle Berry. No, is she, she, she's she's actually show. my favorite of the sisters. So. You don't act like it, but, <laughs> but no, nah, it's but the thing is, to your point, JJ, I heard that they talked to the director, and the director's like, once we heard her audition, people were in like in the in the in the room crying, and they had like we have to have it wasn't like they were looking for a black Little Mermaid, they were looking for the most talented singer and actress, right. and that's but what just, it was because of room for the Disney people, and it's same thing with like Black Panther, they like the success with Black Panther, they know. Niggas are gonna support this, like mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, like the fucking merch and dolls and shit. They know, so we can't really say because Disney picked, you know. 
Well, no, the, the producer, director, some like executive role guy said he had heard her performing on something or somewhere else or whatever. And he was like, I knew as soon as I heard her, like, that's who I wanted. So it was like never a question. It wasn't like, like, basically, he was like, I was going to her hoping she accepted the shit because I wanted her. And uh, even, I think there's going to be the same issue because I know. Her is going to be playing Belle in Beauty and the Beast when they do the um, live version of that. And then be like, ain't no niggas in France. Sure there is. Sure there is. There's plenty of black folks in France. But Kanye and made the song better. Exactly. Niggas in Paris. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, it might be the same thing. But, again, it's the same sort of situation where you pick, they pick someone who has, has great talent. Like, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. And maybe it'll be another contrived argument. But let's go back to the Black Targaryen, because I haven't heard anything about that yet. I've been loving House Dragon House. It's been really like blessing my soul every House week. Said House Dragon House. <laughs> my bad. The House of the Dragons. I don't know the name of the show. I just watch it every week. But what what have you heard about the um the the um Black House of, of Targaryens? I, like there's a whole family of them, like prominent so, a, a house, right? Yeah. So, um, you have so again, houses, we again. This is from the same people that hate the Little Mermaid. So who knows if these are real people that we yelling at? But just, just the. I mean, just same thing. Like it's not true to, uh, the book or whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just no, people saying that's not historically the correct. The book. The book actually read the book. The book doesn't say anything about color. It, it it describes some people, but it doesn't say like. It doesn't make any distinctions on white and black. Nice. So take that, white people who don't like blacks in fake dramas. The ill thing is I've heard black folks talk shit about it, but these black folks are also very negative people. They're saying how they just, it's tokenism. And I was like, how do you have tokenism in a in a fantasy world? Y'all wild. Niggas say anything. I mean, people just have an issue with the fact that A Song of Ice and Fire was very white, and now House of House of Dragons has House of the Dragon is very it's a little mixed and has a lot more persons of color, and that's rubbing people the wrong way. You know, probably the same people that are rubbing Halle Bailey the wrong way. It's just the racist, you know. But it's the same thing that happened with the um, the young lady who's now on Star Trek Dis- Star Trek Discovery. I think it was. Yeah. Um, She's she's on that show. They had a problem with that. It goes all the way back to motherfucking uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Captain Benjamin Sisko. People had an issue with the black man. The first black captain wasn't given a ship. They gave him a star base. They didn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> it's the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm not being able to go nowhere. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um... But yeah, have y'all been watching uh, House of the Dragon? No, you just want to you just want to spoil something, so just move on. We got other things to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, speaking of television shows, uh, the Emmys were this past week. Uh, it's, it was it was a good Emmys. I mean, there was a few um, black folks that won awards. I think Lizzo won for best guest on um, on a, on when her, when she took when she was a guest on SNL. She won that. Um, she actually did really good on that. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, Keita Brunson um, won for best um, writing. 
uh, in a comedy uh, for Abbott Elementary. So congratulations to her. Uh, Shirley Ralph won uh, for Best Supporting Actress in the Comedy Series uh, for Abbott Elementary. So props to her. Um, so those are, those are big deals. Um, I think Issa Rae might have won something too. Did Issa Rae win something? Was our girl in the industry even nominated for anything? I feel like she should get something for making me feel. I don't know about Michaela, man. Like, because the, the issue that's what happens. And Daya won for Euphoria, and for all intents and purposes. Euphoria is more intense. Why like, didn't you? Why didn't you say Zendaya's name when you're naming black people? I, I forgot about Zendaya. I just said it. Oh man, there you go. No, don't oh, do that. What is Zendaya? Is she black or is she more racially <laughs> she, ambiguous? What is she? Is she black and white? She's black and white. Okay. All right. No, nah, I was trying to say who I forgot. It was Zendaya. She won for um won for Euphoria, and she killed Euphoria, so she was gonna win it. And if you if I think about I love Euphoria her. versus um, <laughs> you love Zendaya uh. uh <laughs> For the show, Euphoria. I think both. he was talking about both of them. Both. Oh, okay. See, good. Okay, so in my mind, industry and um, Euphoria are kind of in the same lane, but industry don't go as hard as Euphoria does. It does they try to. And that's and that's and that that's tough to do because industry still goes hard as fuck. No, industry go industry. That one episode was. Hold on, chill out, dog. This is what you do. Let's just. just <laughs> you don't just, even watch just, industry, dog. Like, I just watch industry. Like, nigga. So if you watch industry, I saw so the you, I saw the first season. I haven't started. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just saying, you know, it was cool. And then like nigga, when old boy jumped out the trunk of the car and like threw the grenade at him, and it was like, dog. Man, when old boy busted on her belt. Chef, not about think about it. And what's funny here is. Yeah, like we're not talking to like uh, a full right. complete audience. Like you say, you, you don't watch for me, right? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they want to oh, spoil man. it for me. <laughs> and then when I tell them I watch it, they can say, "No, you don't." They want to like test me. <laughs> no, I was right. You don't watch it because you. Ain't, I the, do the, watch. Nigga, I'm nigga not the second season been going on for a minute now. Doesn't matter. Second nigga, season's I, over with. Hey. No, you like to ruin shit in real time, <laughs> nigga. Like you, like. Like the House of Dragon, he came on at eight o'clock this morning. You at eight o'clock at night, be like that shit was crazy. <laughs> you, you, got, you, you it's like dog, no, nigga. I'm going to block you. Is what I'm gonna do. You don't have to block me. You can just I, mute I, me. I, 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 nah, I'm just gonna block you. It's just, well, I, well, me and Wood been watching it every week. But anyway, I'm just saying they're both in the same same lane. I don't think old girls gonna win a lead award for. Uh, for um, for industry because it's too close to Euphoria, like they're, they're in the same lane. She deserves, and she, and, she, deserves and she doesn't act as well. And she doesn't act as well. But she there. deserves yeah. a nod. I mean, she, I mean, but Zendaya is a great. Did she get nominated? Maybe she, did she get that's, nominated? that's what I'm asking. I mean, she deserves a nomination. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, she she deserves. I think this year she definitely deserved. I think she did a better job this year. Yeah. I think they did a little did a little bit more with her character to kind of make her push some shit so I mean it'll be interesting to see I mean I, I enjoy industry in general um, but yeah as, as do I you kind of enjoy it but yeah <laughs> um, but yeah the big but there was controversy at the Emmys as as always so there was a controversy around when Keita Brunson won her um, won her award the host of, this, of the show was Jimmy Kimmel and when she won, I guess he like 
acted like he passed out or something or dropped dead or something in surprise. And he's, he just laid there while she was accepting her award, kind of taken away from her moment, basically. I mean, she was the sole writer, like the head writer of the show. So a lot of the props and, and accolades went just to her because she broke the show. Um, so I think there was a lot of controversy around him, her stealing his moment, um, her, him stealing her moment. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I thought it was kind of ugly. Um, I think that happens a lot of times where people kind of, uh, are put in awkward positions because if she would have been like, get the fuck out of here or expressed herself in a way that's probably more apt given this, given the situation, she could be painted as a angry black woman. The show was already on ABC where, where her shows, um, you know, her, where her shows aired. Um, by another ABC person, so it'd be, uh, you know, ABC on ABC violence or whatever. But I thought it was interesting. Um, what were your thoughts on on that? Well, go ahead. So when they asked her about it, um, well, first of all, it's it's a it's comedian, two comedians, right? Two funny people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they asked her about it, she said uh, it didn't bother her uh, at that moment, at that time. Um, she said that he's been a big supporter of her. She let him like do a, a the first to give him like a spot at late night, whatever. Um, so all intents and purposes, there they might not be friends, but they're really really cool. Um, I also learned that like you can't be more upset at somebody than the person who was wronged. Like if. If a nigga smacks one of my niggas and that nigga don't swing back, like like that nigga has to be the first one to swing back. You know what I'm saying? I learned that the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta if that nigga's not mad enough, that I can't be more mad than you and it happened to you. So if she doesn't have a problem with it, I don't think it's it's on us to be like, oh, he he disrespected her because she's black. Because then we're gonna bring it to like it's a black thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It could it could have just been a uh, a bad attempted at humor because they're cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like if one of us won something and you know we were presenting another one and the nigga just started you know doing the cabbage patch or some bullshit in the background, thinking it was funny at the time, not thinking that it's taken away. But we cool enough where you wouldn't be mad. So. Who um you know it to me it's it's up to her like was it a a, a goofy thing yes it's goofy as fuck but that nigga goofy so I mean it is what it is. So firstly, black people got to stop looking for shit to be offended over. I think we're up to like four or five things already that we're offended over. What was it? Little Mermaids, Targaryens, Timmy Kimmel falling out. I mean, there's other shit too. Um, we got to stop looking for shit to be offended over. I mean, at this point in time, we're being the we're the perpetually offended fucking race. Like we're trying to like give Jews a run for their money. Secondly, Jimmy, Jimmy, what the fuck his name is? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's falling out wasn't it wasn't impromptu. It was very much. I mean, it was very much something that he was gonna do. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, you could look at the camera, and it wasn't like the cameraman was like caught off guard. It wasn't like when um, when Buddy slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Well, you, you could tell from the camera the shit was like, oh, what the fuck is about to happen? The shit that. Jimmy, whatever the fuck his name is, did was very much rehearsed. So, but he also doesn't know who fucking won. So, if he doesn't know who won, he was going to do that bit regardless of who went up there and fucking spoke, right? That was just going to be a part of the motherfucking show. 
But if people want to get offended over it, go ahead. He, Jimmy Jimmy did it because he's he's a bigoted racist and he wanted to steal the show. Um, fine, but I I just don't think that's why. I think it's just another exercise of finding reasons to be a victim and find race or find some sort of reason to be offended. That's fair. I think I mean that that is a thing. In general, I mean, when I heard about what happened, I saw she wasn't offended to J. Joe's point. Like, she seemed like she's like, it's not a big deal to me. She's like, I'm I'm not mad about it. Maybe I'll be mad later, but I'm fine about it. I'm fine with it now. Um, also, she's going to be on this show. I think she's on the show tonight. So, I mean, they do have a relationship. I know a lot of the people um, Kimmel works with, like, like I know he's very close with Bill Simmons, the um, sports writer. He's been pushing her show as long as Jimmy has. So I mean, I think they all support her in general. I don't think it came from a bad place, but a lot of times people don't have context. So if you see a white dude and a, black, a little black girl, black woman on TV, and she's trying to, I guess, present um, do her acceptance speech for a major award, and he's there doing whatever he's doing. And you have no context, it looks some sort of way. But from their point of view, I mean, they do have a relationship. And I mean, shit, I mean, I think it was like it was a bit to y'all's point. So, I mean, but I mean, y'all do bring up a, a better point around why, why, why does everyone get offended over everything? Like, it seems stressful. Because people want to be a perpetual victim. Like, bro, do you look at the same people who put race in their pocket? They jump from victimhood to victimhood. Like when the race shit cools off, if it's a woman, she's going to go right back into her feminism bag and be like, well, look what they're doing to women today. And then they'll go to another fucking bag. Like some people are perpetually a fucking victim. You can literally follow them on social media and they always are offended by fucking something. And that is and when we get into these larger discussions on politics and why are people not fucking with the left and all this type of shit. This is the shit. Like imagine if you're in the middle, right? Like imagine if you're not. Like, you don't really give a fuck about politics, right? That much. You're just a neutral guy. I don't overly love black people. I don't hate black people. I'm not well-educated. I'm just out here in America just trying to get my shit off, take care of my family. But what you see is a group of people that are perpetually offended by fucking everything. 75% of it you don't even really understand, right? What does that uneducated person think, right? Are they going to be more than likely to help you? to want to break bread, to integrate, to sit down and work through solutions, or they're going to be like, man, that motherfucker's always got a problem with fucking something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's that's what we have to think about. We have a problem with fucking everything. This nigga is sitting here, sitting <coughs> in fucking Hoboken, wherever the fuck he's at, uneducated, doesn't have any black friends, but all these seasons, damn, these motherfuckers got a problem with the Little Mermaid now? Like, what the fuck is that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, that... In, in in how we feel may be righteous and it may be rooted in logic and it makes perfect sense to us. But what makes perfect sense to you may not make perfect sense to everybody else and it may be counterproductive to what you're trying to achieve in the first place. Yeah, I think they be doing it for attention and like clout in some instances. Yeah, I mean, all of this, most of this shit is just fake rage. You know what I'm saying? It's just to get likes. It's the same niggas that you got all types of pander bears. You know what I'm saying? You got niggas who pander to women. You got women who pander to men. You got 
men who pander to men and vice versa. And you got motherfuckers who pander to the people that want to be mad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know y'all don't see this shit. And they'll say this shit on TikTok and and rile up and get attention. Like, niggas do everything for likes. I'm just convinced at this point in life. Like, niggas just out here just want to be mad for likes. Be happy for likes. Eat food for likes. Like, that's all it is. Niggas, attention is the number one drug in the motherfucking world. You know, and that's black, white, brown, yellow, purple. Like, motherfuckers love attention. And it's, I don't know, that niggas need it. And once you get a little taste of it, I guess it's hard to, you know, get away. So if I say something like, it's fucked up that this nigga, he disrespected a black queen, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh-oh, I got 25 new followers. It's like when John Legend sung his first ballad. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, shit, this is what brings home the bacon. I'm only going to sing ballads from now fucking on. Him and Music Soul Child. That was a and, bad move. And that nigga, uh, Raheem Devine, that nigga sang the same song three times. And that and that the nigga that sings woman, woman, woman. Yep. So that nigga has a song called Woman, Queen, yeah. Sister. Like it's just one of those things. Do y'all remember but social media before everybody was offended? Like what did we do on social media before everybody was just pissed off at everything? Crack jokes. Yeah, like MySpace, we didn't have all of this. I never had MySpace, but I know when Twitter first nigga. The fuck? I normally oh, do every man. other social media. So I had like College Club, Skip MySpace, yep. Facebook, Skip That's exactly what I did. MySpace was the, what, what was the trap that the Ghostbusters have to catch the ghost? Like, I don't know, that, was the, that trap. MySpace was the trap for like, for, for, the, for the hoes, nigga. Like, you had a baby <laughs> ass MySpace page, you could throw that shit out in the middle of the room and you was straight, nigga. You got your music playing in the background. You got like a, a high resolution club, pit, and dude. I had Black Planet during the MySpace days. Hey, well, College Club and Black Planet used to go off. So what did we do? They did. Like, they well, did. What did we do on those mediums? Like we, we try to beat, mad at try nothing. to beat and fuck. That was the name of the game. Like that. That's really what the purpose of both of those things were. It wasn't really about like getting jokes off or or really being social. I was like, how can I get you over here, like ASAP? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> My my name on College Club was Businessman Sixty Nine. Like, what was, what the fuck was that about? My little tagline of Sixty Nine was a very good year. Remember that song from Joe oh. Love Scene? Yeah, uh, that was some wild it shit. Rings, I, I was eighteen. It rings like a business professional account, but not quite a not quite a professional <laughs> account. Not quite ready for LinkedIn. Hey man, my homeboy was Mr. Down South. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was hella Kappa Man Spring Double O, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what you do. Dropping that, dropping that Kappa that. card right quick. You had, you, had right. To put, you had to put everything out immediately. Like it wasn't like you had like right. That's what I'm saying. Six ten and plays basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's what niggas used to put out there. Right? I was definitely six three. It's Kappa. What'd you say? I said, remember when it used to be kind of sweet to tell people you was a kappa? No, the sweetest shit was for a chick to find out you was a kappa and like not tell her. Like, yeah. you fuck oh, yeah. around and she'd be like, hold on, what's that on your arm? Ah, you're a noob? Oh, man. <laughs> cool. Being a noob being a noob was cool when like, not everybody was eating pussy. Because that, <laughs> that, was, that was the draw. 
that was the draw right there. Like, oh, I know what. Well, be like, I know what Newt means. Is that true? He'd be like, hey, you gotta find out. Like, all types of bullshit. <laughs> la, 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 la. You gotta be a munch. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well played. But, uh, <laughs> well played. Uh, but nah, man. So once Lil Wayne came and became the pussy monster night, like, oh, that was cool to eat pussy and Kappa's gone down from there. It's <laughs> oh, so Lil Wayne's fault. It's definitely Lil Wayne's fault and Paco. Ain't that a name? Happy somebody said it. Shout out to Paco. I'll just <laughs> I'm on record. Paco killed Cap and everybody's gonna Google like who's Paco? <laughs> who's Paco? <laughs> I'll get that on a t-shirt. Right. Instead of that conclave. Or rest in peace, butt speed. That little twerk, Paco. Paco owes me three. <laughs> Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, speaking of rest in peace, so there there has been death over this past week. Um. Wait, yeah, it's wait. been a week. Yeah. Wait. Oh, did what? we did we take that topic out? Is that what happened? Uh, uh-uh, that still is at the end. So, but like, but you threw it off the backboard for him. It was right over the rim. Don't worry, that shit out of He's bounds, just- man. We going the other way. He's a a slave to his own program. Sometimes you just got to let the spirit move. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. He he waved you off. Like he. (laughs) Hey, what? Yeah, like he. Yeah, like the helmet. (laughs) The helmet speaking. I be trying, man. It does. It's all right. My, my fault, guys. Let's get into it, though. Let's get let's get into it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we just talked about pussy for thirty minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but but that, that but that is a good question. So there was a song that came out uh, this week called Munch. That's a crazy name for a song. By the way, I don't like that word, but it's called Munch by Ice Spice. And she, well, before you get on, why don't you like the word Munch? I don't know. It's just a weird. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hit the ear right to me. Like panties. <laughs> yeah, with the N. If you put panties with the N, it's weird on the ear. Like you say panties. Like it's. Yeah. That's a, that's a good. That's a good one. I never even thought about that one. But yeah. Whatever happened to crunching much? Is that still out? It just still exists. Are you sure? What's the last time you seen a nigga with crunching much? I mean, I get fiddle faddle, which is a part of the country. Oh, family. why would you eat that? Why do you eat that? <laughs> what is fiddle faddle? I've seen it. I've it's heard of it. It's like pop. Character. It's like crunchy much. It's the it's the it's like brittle popcorn right? with the it's like the popcorn with the peanuts. Yeah, oh. same concept. All that shit is trash. Cracker Jacks. All that shit is trash. Oh, you don't like none of that? And, and I'm and I'm a popcorn. But you like popcorn, don't I'm you? I'm a popcorn head. All of that shit is trash. Like it's just. I, I, I feel like crunchy much was way better than Cracker Jacks. Yeah, Crunchy uh, Munch is better than Cracker yeah, Jacks. The, the the caramel actually tastes like caramel. Cracker Jacks tastes like artificial ass. It's just <laughs> artificial ass. Yeah, artificial I don't think ass. I've had. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I haven't had Crunchy Munch probably since like college though. But I feel like they still make it. There's somebody in the lab. I mean, you said you, listen. You said it very ass. confidently, like you just seen that shit next to the fiddle faddle. Nah, guys. I mean, I know the fiddle faddle's still there. Let me see. Check what store? Control. What store sells the fiddle faddle? 
Um, Publix. Oh, that must be a Publix thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 you can still get, yeah, get Crunch and Munch um, from Publix. 343. Isn't that um, called Moose, Moose Nuts or something? Yeah. What's that? I think it's like Fiddle Faddle. Oh. With mm-hmm. all that shit. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah. Before um, so, we move on from snacks, I got like, have y'all seen that Fruit by the Foot, but it's really Starburst? That sounds so, great. Oh, word? Starburst, Fruit by the Foot, yeah. That sounds good. I'm gonna fuck with that. Yeah, I'm not even big on fucking sweets or snacks, but I, if I can get my hands on that, I'm gonna fuck Starburst with it. Starburst is pretty good. awesome, though. I mean, Starburst, I'm gonna steer wrong. Anyway, uh, Munch is a song by a young lady named Ice Spice. That sounds refreshing, by the way. It sounds like a refreshing fall drink from Starbucks. I agree. I agree. Like, it's like, um,. It's like something maybe I would say spice goes along with Christmas to me. I thought Christmas when I thought I saw that pumpkin name, but spice, bro, it's like an ice. It'd be like an ice pumpkin spice latte. That's fair. That works. You were, you were thinking more apple cider. I was thinking like an apple cider spice. Like yeah, you're right. Um, still, still folly. No, you're right. I agree. It's festive, and she has fall colored hair. It's it's like a an auburn sort of. <laughs> orangey sort of thing she got going on. She's a young rapper that is not talented, but she twerks a lot and, and says uh, shady things. Where so is her, she from? Where is she, from? she looks and sounds like she's from New York, which is a, obviously a red flag to me. Um, but, you know, it's each their own. I sent y'all a link. Why is it a I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. big on New York chicks. I think they're a little Wait a minute. Loud over I the might, top. I might be a fan. I know. I mean, I know that's more so your line. So, yeah, I can see that. She is from, she's 22 year old from Fordham, Bronx. Yeah. Okay. So she's from the Bronx. That makes sense. Okay. Menos 10 puntos. So she made a song called Munch. Um, the reason I, I brought this up. In, in pre-production as a topic is because I was in Facebook jail all last week for a crime I didn't commit. That's not important. But what is important is I kept on seeing... Can, can we can we talk about the crime you didn't commit that like, catch you put away? Um, it said... So what happened was I was on my porch looking at Facebook and all of a sudden it, I, was, I, I was liking a comment and it said, you cannot like this comment. You are um, restricted. I was like, what the hell did I do? And I looked and said I I posted nudity and sexual contact. And I was like, I never posted no nudity. Sexual contact? Right. I was like, I didn't post no content. Okay. In one of my my groups. In one of my groups. And the only groups I really post in are, with all due respect, family alumni and the SWAT groups. I think it had to be the SWAT group. Why were you posting nudity in the Slack group? I literally just said I didn't <laughs> post anything like that at all. I didn't. So, so I feel like wait, one of the so niggas in the Slack group. Any pictures? Like what? No. No. And the issue is, usually when stuff like that happens, like when you go to Facebook jail, they'll show you what you posted and tell you why it was wrong. They didn't show me shit. They just said, you out here. And I was like, I didn't do nothing. What are you talking about? And they basically so I, got you on a Rico. They got me on a Rico. And then the ill thing is I put this shit on like I was like, I put it on Instagram. I'm like, I'm in Facebook jail for a week. What the fuck? I didn't even do nothing. My homegirl works for Facebook and she hits me up and like, like, why didn't you tell me? I hate when niggas do that shit. Why didn't you tell me? I was like, 
nigga, it literally just happened. You gonna get me out of Facebook jail? It's like, yeah, I haven't heard that. I didn't hear from that motherfucker since. I thought you knew she was a stripper. I was fine. But yeah, Ice Spice is um, a rapper. She made a song. So, like I said, I was on in Facebook jail. All I kept on seeing on Facebook and, and Instagram was people saying, you thought I was feeling you? And I was like, what does that mean? And then finally, it was somebody was like, you know, it's like, it's a, from a song. I looked up the song. I listened to the song. And basically, the song Munch is about how niggas will eat the pussy and um and just leave. And her, and her tagline, I thought you thought I was feeling you was what she says to the niggas when they, when they leave or whatever. Um, so th- the question was, have you ever been a much? Wait, what is, what a, is munch? a munch? You never said what a, a munch nigga, was. A, a nigga that eats, eats a pussy and leaves and gets, you know, and just, I'm just here for this and, and leaves. This is, we're talking about a single lifestyle, right? Like, like yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's definitely one to apply no no married nigga. I hope not. That's well, I mean, another. We got we have to make that, that distinction. Hmm. We have to make that distinction. We don't want to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you can be. A I was. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever been like in a past life? Have you been in that sort of situation? A past life, like. Like before you were married, yeah. Back in oh, I think you're talking about like in the medieval times when I was here before. Oh, like your like, like your real past life. <laughs> no, my real past life was whack. But I'm talking about like the past life, like the real past, like your past life before you got married, like as a single nigga. Um, so I I started eating pussy later on in life. Uh, I think I always I've told y'all that before that I was always scared to get shit on my lip. You know what I'm saying? So I was very wait wait scared. wait wait. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. I, I am. When did this happen? What? How old were you? You said later. What's later in life? Like like twenty five? Bro, I, 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 I. When did you have your first well, sandwich? Yeah, it. <laughs> it was man later 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 on, bro. When was, when was your first time? Let's go. Let's talk. I mean, about but, around, but later on, subjective. Because as far as I know, you could have started fucking when you were thirteen. Like, nah, I, I mean, didn't, I didn't. I didn't start fucking. Real, sweat. real, he, real he, quick. Hold on, I'm gonna pull over real quick. I remember like. So I entered fam. Well, I was like, I graduated high school in 2000, and then so that summer I went um, to summer B, and uh, I remember we was like sitting around with some older people, and somebody said somebody eat some pussy, and I was like repulsed. And then they was like, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You'll change that before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had, I had that same conversation with uh, one of one of my good friends, and he was talking about. Oh yeah, see y'all talking all that shit. You ain't never eat no ass. You gonna fuck around and eat some ass. This was before the eating grocery song even came out. Nigga was like, "What the fuck are you talking, nigga? What? Look at us now. Who would have? Who would have thought? Who thought? Look at us. Who look at thought? Us. <laughs> um, so yeah, so no, nah, like yeah, so we gonna say like, yeah, late twenties. Um, Damn. I, and, yeah, again, I I didn't smoke weed either until later on in life. So I was saying like, if I would have ate pussy and smoked weed, I mean. Yeah, eight put us in the queen, nigga. I would have no. shut down all the Tallahassee. You've been a king, king. This wasn't all. Anyway, this you was that all, nigga too. That's crazy. This no, wasn't all I, in the same week, though, just, was it? Just think, just think. Imagine um, if you started eating pussy way, and smoking weed in the same week. What'd you say? I said, imagine if you started smoking weed and eating pussy in but the same week. That, but that's what that was my plan because I, I waited so long <laughs> to do both. No, for real. 
I was like, like just going to get it all over with. Yeah, I said the first time he puts it, I'm gonna go ahead and smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like I might as well get them two shits out the way at the same time. But it it did happen Problem though. Nigga too. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know how we got to this point. Oh, anyway, so. But no, nah, I never had that. But my homeboys used to be like, "Yeah, man, we call that a change of plans." I'm like, "What's that?" It's like, yeah, you get in there and you trying to beat, and then she'd be like, "No," and then you try to change the plans and be like, "Well, can I eat the pussy?" And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's the defibrillator nah. to try to bring him back to life. It's the last. It's the last <laughs> ditch effort. Hey, yeah. It's a hail mary. As he pulls stuff out his tongue. But um. You got you had you had a hair on your lip? Yeah, I got hair. You got hair on your tongue. Um, (laughs) but so at at this point in my life, I would I would the right the right chick. I'd tell her (laughs) be the munch. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. I mean. Yeah, you don't want to even fuck as much. All right, that's that's good. You good? All right. I mean, I would want to fuck, but if you like, depending who she is, it you know you don't just be you just don't be the. The, the mouth of the south. You just don't be like <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> you just like awesome Jawsome in these streets. Like, oh yeah, you get that nigga to the crib. Right. I'm looking Two for shots ahead and say, oh, he gonna eat that pussy right. and go home. I'm looking for he, some war, some warm mouth. Oh, call J. Joe then. Uh, right. Nah. I mean, I have, I have. I'm trying to think. Have I been in that situation? I've been in a situation where I've offered some mouth and. You know, just as a as a hell mary, <laughs> and, and as a friend, clear. Uh, but nah, I, 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 but yeah, that nigga, what's that nigga Denzel saying? I'm, I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving with something. <laughs> but wait a minute, it sounds like it sounds like munch is a negative connotation. Like, yeah, and in, in the in the context of that song, it's definitely it's definitely a negative thing. Because they, it's like it's what they're trying to shoot. Show is like these niggas is simps and hoes, and I got all the power. That's that's what that's the messaging of the of the song. But that's stupid because see this. It is the women are retarded because men have never said that they weren't simps and hoes. Right. That's that's never been against our program. It's like men are simps and hoes. So. Right. No, no, no. But niggas, these young niggas do try to act like they're they're not. But niggas be like, these young niggas don't even like pussy. But we don't even get on that subject. But that okay. So I'm gonna say for me, I was never that. But what I will say is, in college, I mean, high school too. High school, college, I was like 300 plus plus pounds. You was eating pussy in high school? I was trying my best. <laughs> The thing about high school was they thought the girls thought it was gross. Then they like, oh, don't do that. And I was like, what? Well, I think it's supposed to be the wave. It wasn't cool till I got to Florida. Like, I was like, let me get the fuck out of Indiana. You get to Florida, man. I'd be like, man, just let me, um, just let me do this. And did you watch do that voice? Like, is that really how you like? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that might have been why you were <laughs> That might that might be it. It didn't have nothing to do with your pussy. You have the, Urk, the sweet Urkel voice. Right, might have been the to eat some pussy. Like, <laughs> I better let me do this, man, and it'll see what happens. And and that's that used that used to be my um my approach. And they're like, oh man, this is awesome. Like, all right, all right, all right. I'll, yeah, let's give it a whirl. And that's what <laughs> and that was my that was my approach. Um, but I, I would know. never just do it and be like, all right, I'm about to go and I'm about to go about my. My day, no, it never happened. 
That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because it don't necessarily mean, like, if you do, like, a little head and run, it's not really like you got beat out the head. Like, you might just run That's true. You're right. I mean, I wouldn't have took it as a loss. I'm like, I'm still, like, something still happened tonight, and I still had some pizza or something, so it's cool. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know. I definitely had Hungry Howie's at some point that night. And sure. I did that, so it's right. Cool. You are you are in. First of all, you're in, you are invited to her vagina. Yeah. Vagina. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a win. You, you, right. You stick your fingers in your tongue and your mouth, and you can beatbox or whatever. And hopefully, it's a girl you like. So that's you know. <laughs> and they'll be like, you come over that's tomorrow. Something. Right. You know, you might fuck around and eat your way up the ladder. <laughs> no pun intended. And that usually happens. I'm like, so I'm like, how do these young niggas even regulate? Because I was like, how's this a thing? I I, I guess I'm confused. I, I maybe guess it's the, the swipe right thing. I, I guess you don't want to eat pussy on a swipe right, maybe. But on a, like an app, if you meet someone on an app, the app is the thing, though. I mean, from what I'm, I mean, I mean, we use College Club and 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 um and MySpace and all that shit back in the day. I don't I don't see the difference. Yeah, but it's a it's a different. But you still had because I mean it took more work. But you still had levels. I mean, what is it? You still had um, degrees of not separation, but of closeness. Like you you could get with a chick on college club, but it's like she still went to TCC or FAM or something generally. So we have some sort of connection as opposed to just being in a big city and you swipe right on a bitch that work at Costco. Like that, there are way too many degrees of separation there. I ain't gonna do that for you, for her. Right. No offense to Costco workers, but I just don't know you. Costco, we have some things in there. They got some things in there, like the the, the uh, uh, Latino women, the Latinx women. They work out a little bit because they move boxes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you ever a munch back in the G? Um, I've 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 never I've never really approached it like that. You know what I'm saying? I was never a transactional type of cat. You know what I'm saying? I would probably, especially like on a one night stand shit, I'd probably be. I probably have a clock. I'd have a shot clock. Like I've had way too much to drink. I really only got about 28 minutes to close this motherfucking deal. We ain't got time to beat pussy, baby. I'll be passed out by the time we get to that point. So <laughs> we kind of need oh, to speak. Oh, you. Oh man, you're you're a king because. Those are nice. I stay up all night. I'm like, we gonna to, it's gonna be an all nighter. What are we finna do? Nah, it's, 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 uh, uh, have you have you seen drunk woman? Yeah, yeah. As much jack as I'm drinking, we're on a shot clock. See that right now. But yeah, no, not really. But I mean, I really wouldn't have a big deal. I wouldn't really have a problem with it. I mean, you ever woke I mean, up? What? You ever woke up? And not remember you had sex, but be a kind. You have a kind of. I've never you lost me. The never happened thing. to me. I uh, know that. No, that never happened to me. Either. Keep going. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but when that I happened got, to you, I was the TV. person already gone? You, you already been left. You got left or something? No, 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 no. I didn't. No. Yeah, like nah, that man. TV scene where they be like, "Did we?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I was like, "This TV shit." Hey man, I've nah. I've been no. The motherfucker's still there. I, if I did, if it happened to me, but it didn't. Um, no, I've been, I've been every, I've been every level of sober to passed out drunk. So at yeah. some point, I've been to every level. But go ahead, I'm sorry. 
You're okay. talking about shot clocks. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't approach the situation that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that prideful where I give a fuck. It's like, look, we trying to get our shit off. Let's get our fucking shit off. You know what I'm saying? If you get me, I get you tomorrow or vice versa. I mean, it's really not that big of a fucking deal. I never really looked at it like that. Have I ever been a munch? Probably, maybe. Probably say like in high school, maybe. Oh, yeah, big freak, manish. But in fam, no, probably not in fam. I mean, I was. I don't know. I I, I just especially like a, like in a like after a party type of situation. I mean, I just feel like. You need to go take a shower. And again, we got the shot. We got the shot clock going. Like we don't have time for you to like go hop in the shower. And then I go take a shower, and then we like do a, like a, a oral session. And then we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have time for all of that shit. Like we got to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna be passed out in eight minutes. So we need to do whatever the fuck we're gonna do, and then we'll sober up tomorrow. And if we still like each other, then we can do that other shit. So y'all had to take a shower before you eat pussy. I'm not eating moon pussy. I'll tell you that Come right on, now. Come on, bro. That's what I'm going to say. Like, now, you eating college night pussy, you're on a whole other stratosphere. <laughs> Whether you a munch, crunch, or whatever. You're a monster, boy. You could be a husband. That's no bueno right there. <laughs> right. And if you ever smell a, ch- a fart in the club, that don't be niggas. That be chicks. So, like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> he said, I mean, it's definitely chicks. That's why. Oh, no, no. And, like, the game went into overtime. So, like, she kind of just, like, Hit it with the uh, bath and body work spray and like went straight from the game to the moon. Nah, right. bro. Like, you oh, no. you in savage life. Yeah, if, if she come in there smelling heavy cucumber melon, she did not wash that ass. <laughs> Y'all heard about that Savage Life Five? Uh, Chef and Lil Webby. Yeah, bro. You on another level right now. Two thousands was different times. But yeah, man. All right. Well, um, okay, cool. Let's move forward. So back, <laughs> back to the back, fuck? You don't have to say it. You can just move forward. Back to death. Like our teacher back in the day, like writing an essay, she was like, you don't have to write in conclusion. I can tell it's not much love on page. Because <laughs> we're on the last page. I get it. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, man. A lot, of, a lot of death this past week. Um, first of all, rest in peace to Jesse Powell. Um, Gary, Indiana's very young. Uh, known in the um, the 90s and early 2000s for hit, his, his hit, You. Um, side note, little um, known black history fact. My first paid gig as a young man was playing You at this nigga's wedding. Um, on a soprano saxophone. What? No, no. At this nigga, some nigga. Oh, it was a nigga. Some back in Indianapolis. Did you read any? Did you read any raw reception pussy out there? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was, I was seventeen, and again, before, until I left Indiana, they just wasn't having it. Um, but yeah, I, he known for that. He he did he did. I mean, he had a few songs back in, in the nineties, but. Um, he died at the age of 51 today. Well, yeah, earlier today. Um, so rest in peace to that brother. Um, I think it has one of the... It's like a, a wedding staple song, though. Like That is in heavy rotation at most black weddings at one point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Beautiful song. 
Is that the one for you? I give a lifetime of stability. Anything you want for me? Is that the song we talking about? No. That's for you. That's for you. I will. You walk. Oh, I mean, I can't hear you say you. So, oh, gotcha. Any other time, the motherfucker singer runs on the motherfucking podcast. Now he wanna. Yeah, I want to get into the falsettos. The nigga did a lot of falsetto on that song. He had a high voice. Um. You don't have to on the podcast. Yeah, I actually think I thought that was a woman singing, maybe. He he kind of sounded like a Yeah, he had a high voice. Definitely thought that was a woman. <clears throat> well, I thought that was a woman. I mean, now that you say it. I ain't going to cap you down, my boy. I was today years old. Hey, man. <laughs> Let me tell you what I, what I realized maybe about a month ago. That somebody said I shouldn't share, so of course I'm going to share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody, <laughs> nigga, I never associated the group H Town with Houston. Wow. What do you What do you associate? I don't. With? I don't know. I nigga. I yeah, they just were like, just named. Name. It was just H Town. So and like one of their first one one of their videos like on Texas Southern campus. I nigga, I didn't put two and two together. The, the <laughs> nigga's name was H Town. I thought niggas could have been Harry, Hank, and fucking Houdini. I, um, I yeah, I learned that later on in life when their uh unsung came on. Like, See, I that's, like, oh, right. So you just oh, right, yeah. that makes sense. Right. But right. no, nah, I was just one day with like H Town. So hold on, them niggas name was H Town. I bet some niggas from from Houston. <laughs> but one the, one of the one name the niggas name like someone named Shazam and someone named Dino. Hey, yeah. those yeah. start with H. Yeah, Shazam and Dino, yeah. yeah. Twins. Sweet Lady D. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, what I was talking about. Yeah, rest in peace, Jesse Powell. Um, prayers to your family. Really sad to see someone go at such a young age. Um, but not such a young age. Queen Elizabeth, she died last week as well at the age of 96. Gone too soon, bit. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the jokes on on Twitter for for two or three days. It was uh, all you about. We're about to get chased. Right, you, let them, let him go last because this thing about to. <laughs> it was a holiday of fun jokes. Light that bitch up. We gotta go last. We'll suck all the fun out of these fun topics. <laughs> but it, first it, of all, jokes. y'all's y'all's. That's my friend. Colonial, colonialism. <laughs> That shit was funny, though. I mean, black Twitter went in for, like, a few days, um, and I thought it was enjoyable. It was colonialism jokes. It was uh, dead rich white people jokes. It was fun. It was, it was good. Go ahead. Oh, hold on. Not would yet. I mean. No, no. Ain't so, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what? We just want to speak on Queen Elizabeth's passing. Like, like, if, if you miss oh. her, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I just remember, you know, at various points, um, like growing up a lot, like after school, I would go to my grandparents' house and stuff. So, of course, we're always going to watch the world nightly news and all that. So, you, you I always saw the Queen and stuff grow, um, as I was growing up. And then I was probably about... I don't know, maybe like late 20s, early 30s, I actually went to London and kind of, um, it happened to be, uh, 
around the time of like the Queen's Jubilee celebration. It was like a milestone year, so whatever. How many years did she uh, rule? Like 70? 70, so this might have been... Oh, shit. Maybe... Uh, I don't know, like the 50th year or something. I don't know. It was like a sick, it was like a big deal. And that was uh, when they were coming out with the keep calm and carry on things that everybody bastardized after a while. So, uh, I mean, just to be honest, I, I only just knew kind of like the pageantry behind it. Like, I don't really know what she did day to day, like what her day job was and all that. But I mean, I wasn't tripping. Um, a lot of people were attributing the slave trade and all of that kind of stuff to Queen Elizabeth. Which was kind of wild to me, um, and you know, saying that she, I guess, basically benefited from. But shit, we can say that about a whole lot of people. So I mean, are we gonna fucking throw a ticker tape parade for every person that died that benefited from slavery? So, um, you know, like not whatever, but it's to me, it's gonna be more interesting because I guess now we get to see King Charles now, or I don't know. I think the last check he hadn't decided what name he's gonna go by, but. It'll be kind of interesting to see his rule from the beginning, and then because it's such a big deal and everybody's talking about it, I'll probably understand more about how it works and kind of like what their actual purpose is and what they do. You can go ahead, what? Go ahead. Um, hmm? I mean, and I, I don't really have I don't really have anything like crazy to say about this. I mean, but it ties back into the other conversation, right? I mean, we have to make up our minds if we want to be perpetually offended or perpetually offensive, right? But we can't be both at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the whole Little Mermaid shit going off over here where we're like super sensitive about bots on Twitter having said some shit about Halle Bailey. But then we want to say, fuck that white bitch who directly did whatever for slavery, like on her deathbed. And while you may feel like that or whatever, you want to get your jokes off. I mean, she probably means something to somebody. Like, let's have some sensitivity to the fact that she probably does, whether we care or not. I I really don't care. I mean, I don't care about fucking opera music either. That's why I don't talk about opera music. And I don't talk about the fucking queen. But for a lot of people who don't care, we sure had a lot of shit to say about shit that we didn't care, man. And it was just, to me, it was just tacky. You know what I'm saying? And I know we got to get our jokes off or whatever. That's what black Twitter does. But it's just tacky to me because, again, you got the motherfucking Hoboken, black, white, Hispanic or whatever, just watching the shit on TV. And he's like, well, these niggas is always upset about fucking something. But here they go over here like they're saying fuck the queen and they don't even know the fucking queen. And they're mad at her about slavery. But the bitch is only 96. Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. So... I don't get why we do all of these things to like get our shit off. And I know J. I know J. John. I'm with you. I'm, 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 I agree with you. We got to get these motherfucking likes, but it just doesn't make sense to me. It just if we're killing time, let's just say we're killing time. But let's not make it about something that is not like motherfuckers. We never used the term colonizer before Black Panther fucking came out. Now everybody's walking out, walking around here, sounding like fucking Michael B. Jordan, whatever the fuck, uh, Killmonger, talking about, ah, yeah, go to the, die colonizer, like, it just sounds fucking stupid, right, and that's just what we're on right now, and it's a lack of reverence, it's not, I mean, I, I come from a place, I already told you, my, my, my grandmama used to date, date the, the funeral home director, you gotta have some reverence, respect for the dead, like, I don't give a fuck if you like that nigga or not, like, let's not talk ill of the dead, 
you got to have some reverence for that shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to have some reverence for certain things. Like people don't even want to fucking see their mama for Thanksgiving no more. Like that. We don't have reverence for family. And that ties into somebody else we're about to talk about in a minute, right? We lose a lot of reverence for certain things. And we feel that because we're a victim of this, that, and the third. We have license to say whatever the fuck we want to say, whenever the fuck we want to say it. But then when bad shit happens, we're all confused. Like, well, damn, how the fuck did we get here? How do we get here as a people? Well, don't none of y'all niggas care about shit. You don't care about throwing trash on the fucking ground. You don't teach your kids not to th- throw trash on the fucking ground. You don't care about your own fucking families. You, you don't even take your kid to fucking Thanksgiving. He goes to kick it with the nigga you smoke weed with or your weed man now. Fuck the fucking queen. You, you don't care about that bitch. Fuck Obama. Fuck Martin Luther King. All Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So when we don't care about nothing, how do you expect people to care about something? Like, that's the fucking slow, crawling, fucking cultural shift that I see more and more, but people are more and more offensive, and to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't make good sense. Yeah, because <clears throat> people are damn sure get pissed off, and I mean, I'm not saying this is a one-to-one comparison, but like, let's say Farrakhan passed or shit, Obama or something, and then people are like, yeah, glad that motherfucker's gone, he fucked up, Obamacare and the taxes and this and that. People would be up in fucking yeah. arms, yeah. like, going crazy you know what i'm saying so yeah like i mean that uh, is gonna happen though yeah it's gonna happen with obama it happened with dr king i mean it's yeah i mean it's it's going i wasn't here that day so we weren't we weren't we weren't there but it happened um I, i get your point like it I mean, there's a reverence that needs to be accounted for, but you also have to account for people's like experiences. Like I, I listened more so to the anger, like the the interactions from like African folks, black folks from the UK, Irish folks. Like those ones is like, oh y'all really, y'all feel like because some of this shit might have affected you or your family in some sort of way. In generations, I mean, she wasn't. It wasn't like she was the queen for maybe the past twenty years. She was the queen for a very long time, and I mean, she was there during a lot of time um, where the empire, the but the British Empire actually had some teeth. Where the being part of the royal family actually mattered. It wasn't like a a figurehead position. The Windsor family really ruled the earth at one <laughs> during stop? her lifetime. When did that stop? When did Parliament pretty much become, and the Prime Minister pretty much become the ruling? That's a good question. Wasn't it like in the 70s? When did I'm when did the UK sure become that. like a yeah. republic, like uh, a real republic? Our producers will look that up. Continue to talk. But yeah, I mean, but during her, her reign, they were really, like she was really a queen. Like she really ruled some shit. So the things that she did, the policies that might've been created during her time affected folks in Africa very directly. And, and, and that has an impact today. So I don't have, a, I don't take issue with people emoting or being like, I mean, and I think the Africans, like the folks I saw on Twitter, I mean, mostly like, you know, American folks was cracking jokes and getting their shit off. But these, but the African folks were like, you know, I don't mourn this woman because this is what this this is the impact she had on my family's life. 
And this is what happened to our, our generation of people in our country. So that's different. They weren't getting shit off. They weren't being funny. They weren't trying to um, be crass or rude or whatever, or, or extremely hilarious and, 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 and um, belly aching uh, laughs and create me like, you know, laughs for me and, and joy. They didn't do that. They were being very serious. They were giving um, their perspective and very salient points on the impact she had in their life. And I understood that. And I, I can appreciate that um, because it's a different perspective, obviously. And, and it opened my eyes to a lot of shit um, that I didn't know. I started reading more about it. And a lot of that stuff, I mean, it's it's crazy how much happened. I mean, we talk about um, um, about black history, how, like, for example, um, what's the young lady in that... Um, that picture, that normal rock world, Ruby Bridges. It was a Ruby Bridges before. just had her birthday last week. Ruby Bridges looks still looks young and full of energy. <laughs> but there's a picture of her being like the first black child integrating the school. A very famous normal rock world painting of her integrating the school. That just happened. So, And a lot of this stuff um, that happened to African folks just happened. Like A lot of this stuff is not, it's, it's history and the fact that it happened in the past, but it's not like old history. So I mean, I get with their their perspective. I get their disdain and their how they um, react. So I mean, I could understand that perspective too. <clears throat> yeah. So it it definitely wasn't the seventies. Um, I mean, we, we, I mean, we can go back to what's his name? Well, what's the dude who did the speech? Uh, Dunkirk, all that great stuff. Churchill. Oh, that's when it was in the forties. No, I'm saying or Churchill was way before the seventies. We're looking at sixteen forty two, is when the uh, the monarchy actually dissolved. I guess. Sixteen forty-two. Yes. The Magna Carta. No. What was what? that? Nah, that was that was like two thousand. Come on, Jay Z. No. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, Magna Carta. Sixteen forty-two. Like when the, the Commonwealth first, um, Commonwealth of England first started. Okay. So that's when the Prime Minister, like they they started Parliament and all this stuff happened. Started yeah. then. You know, I'm sure oh. the monarchy still had teeth back then, but that's when I think it started to actually split to have actual parliament and a prime minister and then also a king. Well, oh, okay. no king at that point, but yeah. Oh, I learned something new today. That's crazy. So when the when the, when so when did that the monarchy not have uh uh-uh, no no uh uh-uh. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll do my own research. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now one other thing. Okay, man. <laughs> but my king. <laughs> nah, that's fair. I'll, I'll look it up. All right, um, but rest in peace. Um, what? I get rest in peace to Queen Elizabeth. And then, oh, um, how? I said just about. Rest in peace to P&B Rock. Um P&B Rock is a um, rapper. He had he had a, he had a, several hits um, from Philly. He, I didn't know how many he had until I went back and figured out who the fuck. Yeah, when was. I started going through this, I was like, he has quite a catalog. And the thing is, what's ill is a lot of these songs. I I I heard I didn't know it was him. So like that everyday we lit song, I didn't know it was him. Um, keep going. On. I like the, Yeah, he had a lot of um yeah, he has, he has I mean he can keep talking. He has some cuts, man. Yeah, he did. Um 
But PMB Rock was murdered uh, this past week in LA. He was when he was out with his his, his significant other. They were at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and in a, in a robbery attempt, well, a successful robbery attempt, he was robbed of his jewelry and um and subsequently murdered. <clears throat> so, I mean, this is a tragedy. I mean, we've seen a lot of of rappers being killed fairly consistently over the past couple of years. Like, I mean, we see it every few months, like clockwork and you never know what to expect, but it's, it's consistent. Um, there was controversy because they were saying that, um, his girlfriend was sharing too much on social media in terms of where they were and their location and what they were doing. And that was, um, that was a, that was a bad decision to set him up uh, for his ultimate demise. And so here's my thought. I'm not gonna say I don't think what she did was malicious. I don't think it was done on purpose. I don't think she had bad intention uh, when she was like you know reporting what she was doing. But I know normal people like us, like just normal working working folks that go to a job every day. We're not necessarily millionaires or do all right. We do okay. Us regular people, a lot of times, usually post things hours and weeks after the fact. Like, I know people, when they, like, especially women, and I think it's a good rule of thumb, they'll post wherever they were the next day. Like, if they went out the night before, they'll post the next day. If they go out of town, they post shit weeks later. And I think that's really a good rule of thumb because because of the nature of social media, you don't, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's like following you really. Like you have a post and someone could share that post and you wouldn't know who shared it with, with whom. And they, and they could just be checking where you are. So it's just, it's a safety thing more than anything. I'm not going to blame this young lady for posting. They, they are at Roscoe's chicken and waffles, but I don't think it's a good idea for people just to know where you are in the name of safety. Um, also, I mean, to the point earlier about L.A., L.A. is a wild place. I, I'm not the biggest fan of L.A., personally, because it's just not a safe place. And there are two, there are multiple um, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A. Like, the, the main touristy one is the one in Inglewood by the airport. That's the one everyone goes to. It's by the freeway. It's in a lit area. It's not, it's not unsafe. They have security at the front. And then there's another one that no one goes to. I was told never to go to that one. Just from people I know in L.A. Like, no, nah, don't go to that one. Just go to the one in Inglewood by the airport. It's cool. The other one's not. That's where they were. Um, I think it's important to be. They were at the one, the safe one or the not safe one? They were the not safe one. They weren't the one by the airport. Um, but they're, the thing is. You have to also know where you are, regardless of who you are. I mean, I, it's always just important just to be safe, man. Like, I know they said stuff about, like, the, the post that Ice Q, not Ice Q, Ice T said about how folks, like, um, what JJ was saying, where folks in LA don't wear um, a lot of jewelry or, or a lot of fancy shit, and they don't. If you go out there, people don't really, that's not even the aesthetic of the city. People don't be showing off there. Niggas be dressed pretty simple. Um, because of the nature of, of the environment, 
Um, you have to just know where you are. I mean, I'm sad to see what happened, but I think it's a cautionary tale just to be aware of your surroundings and stay on your P's and Q's. For me, again, it goes back to reference. Like, niggas don't have no reverence for where the fuck they at, mm. who's who they in. Like, bro, like, they didn't just rob them, they gunned them down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not just, I want your jewelry. I mean, niggas get robbed every day, you know what I'm saying? They don't typically kill the motherfucker. Those niggas don't want bodies for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Especially to fuck up the Roscoe's. But if you're that nigga, you know what I'm saying, you're from Philly or whatever, you East Coast, you got your money, you got your bread. And the dude from, like, a couple of dudes from L.A. was on Twitter talking about, we don't need to know your location to know that you're at Roscoe's. He's like, we be in the Roscoe's. He's like, that's in our neighborhood. We know exactly who the fuck is from the neighborhood and who's in the fucking Roscoe's. And it was like... If you in the Roscoe's with you and your old lady and you're not from this neighborhood, niggas is going to know that. And if you don't, if you didn't have enough reverence for that to come in there with all that money or jewelry, I don't know if he had it on. I don't know what he what he had on physically or whatever. Right. But in somebody else's neighborhood and you didn't show that fucking respect or you said something when they said something to you or you was flashy or something, that lack of reverence can get you into a situation I mean, we saw what ha- we saw when Biggie needed to go to the West Coast. So Biggie was way bigger than PNB Rock. You know, no offense, but Biggie would hit like he hit forty up. You know what I'm saying? We heard about that story. But he hit E forty up before he comes to the West Coast. He would travel with niggas with him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you heard about like Jay Z. Jay Z didn't travel to the fucking West Coast, and he ain't had no beef really. I mean, he had some, but like nothing that big but he traveled with niggas with him because he know that's not my fucking hood so when did all of these hood niggas or all these niggas at least they rap about it they rap about being from these hoods and shit like that when did they forget that they're not good in every single hood because there is no hood that every single nigga is good in you know what i'm saying so why did he feel that he was that safe to go in there with his old lady in another nigga hood on a different coast with whatever jewelry he wanted on, and then he didn't have to have no mans with him. Like, that's... That didn't seem right to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's fucked up that we say, oh, well, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have had to have done that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, why are we here as a people where we can't just go to anybody's neighborhood? I think that's great. You know what I'm saying? If it's in Bustles, Candy, and Nuts, we don't have a Merry Christmas, but that's not the situation. And it hasn't been the situation since, fuck, the 70s and the 80s? So when did we forget? Why in 2022 did we forget the status quo of you can't just come up in anybody else's hood all willy-nilly and be 100% safe? Yeah, I think it's important to somewhat kind of check in and just be aware of your surroundings just so you don't find yourself in an ill position. Um, I happened to be in San Diego. Um, This was several years ago, like maybe like, old nine or 2010 i don't know but like so um homeboy of mine used to live out in san diego he was telling me i'm like you know where's like the hood go get some barbecue and fish type of situation so he uh he told me where to go or whatever so i went to the spot i ordered my food i went next door and i was uh it was a like a beauty supply store over there so i went like just piddling around killing some time waiting on my food to get done 
And uh, <clears throat> the girl who was ringing me up, she had gave me like her brother's card or whatever. She was saying he's a promoter because I'm like, where do the black people hang out in Diego? So when I uh, reached out, like, so I leave out the beauty supply store. I go back next door, I get my food and I come out and I'm walking to the car and I notice like this group of like five or six guys, maybe just kind of like. I can tell they're looking at me, but of course I'm not from fucking San Diego and they don't know me. So I don't know why they'd be looking at me. But anyway, I get in my car and going on, no problem. So I end up um, getting up with old girl and her brother later on. And I mentioned it to her. I was like, Hey, when I was coming out the store today, them uh, guys like cross street was kind of looking kind of crazy. Like what's up with that? And she was like, Oh, um, <clears throat> you had on that red shirt and that's a crip neighborhood. And like one of the crips had just got like gunned down. Like, couple of days prior to that and i was like all right <laughs> good to know <laughs> yeah right and so like being from jacksonville like they be on the news now talking about we have gangs and stuff it's really just like clicks as best i can tell but like it's to my knowledge ain't like no crips and bloods and gds and all that stuff down here i mean maybe it is and maybe some people claim that and maybe it's legit i don't know but I can pretty much get in my car and go anywhere I want to. Like, I don't have to have no concern about I got on a red shirt that they don't go to this part of town or whatever. So all that was like a foreign concept to me. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. It's something that I just never thought about. Um, <clears throat> and one of my homeboys from Jacksonville, he was in L.A. on internship or something, sitting outside chilling. Dude walks by. He's like, what's up, cuz? Because we just call people cuz out here. And that shit, like, almost turned into some funk. You know what I'm saying? So... It's it's good for that reason. If you know somebody where you're going at, to kind of know how to maneuver and spots to avoid and shit. I mean, yeah, y'all all would said what I was gonna say, but I mean, it's also I feel like it's lack of like OGs. I, it's like I feel like back in the day, it would have been somebody be like. Hey man, make sure when you go out there, you holler at E40 or you holler at, you know what I'm saying? Big Trick or whoever in Trick Trick in trick, Detroit. Trick. Yeah. Um, or whoever you go out there, you know what I'm saying? Just as a sign of reverence or, you know what I'm saying? Just like, hey man, I'm coming out there. And then another nigga to be like, hey, when you go to Cali, nigga, don't wear all that jewelry. Like, point blank. Like, first of all, why you have on all that jewelry? And the fucking Waffle House again for likes, and so people know you. Like you said, she don't have to. She don't have to fucking uh, post like niggas new. Like oh, this it's a nigga in Roscoe's with nigga a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry on. You know what I'm saying? That shit's gonna that's just gonna spark every nigga around. Like oh, word. Okay, we gonna see niggas that. think right. Niggas think shit sweet, and if you haven't noticed. Since the pandemic, shit ain't sweet at fucking all, nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I remember when Lennox Mall was the good mall. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, not, like, niggas, I think niggas not realizing, like, Nick, you remind, remember how many shootings were in the mall in Atlanta? Like, we're talking mm. in the fucking mall. Shootings. Fucking shootings. Right? So, like, Everybody's head needs to be on the swivel, man. Motherfuckers are getting carjacked in broad daylight in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a nigga got truck jacked. A nigga drives a truck and he picks up these recycle bins from like different places. This nigga got out of his truck. They have it on camp. Like, this is like, uh, like 
footage from yesterday. Nigga gets out of his truck to go like take one of the bands out, and another car pulls up. A nigga jumps in, pulls off with the nigga with the nigga's truck and the trailer with about twelve fucking bins in it, and just drives the fuck off. What is he going to do with the truck? So this will happen. So the the dude they have him on camera like holding on to like the trailer. I don't know what he thought he was gonna do, but you know eventually the nigga turns the corner and lets it go. He calls. Fucking find somebody to call nine one one because I think his phone was in the truck. It took the motherfuckers four hours to come like help. Like nigga said, he called dispatch like ten times. So by that time, the nigga's gone. The next day, they call him saying, "Oh, they found that somehow they got the you know unhitched the trailer with all the fucking trash cans." But like, goddamn, New Orleans ain't but so big. It's a fucking truck with. Like, y'all niggas Google the videos. Like, how the fuck did a motherfucker miss this? Running lights and shit with uh, 12 fucking trash bins on the right. fucking trailer. Ah, right. So, I mean, that's just for, you know, just for everything. Like, don't don't let your guard down. Like, niggas out here are fucking hungry. <laughs> and not to mention, it's coming, you know, holiday season's coming up. You know, yeah, y'all. Whenever it starts cooling off, nigga, that's when the fucking uh, crime starts heating up. So, Y'all niggas watch out for scammers and carjackers and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like around the holidays. They know people got a lot of, well, not necessarily a lot of cash, but you know, you moving around with your packages, you're not paying attention, mm-hmm. Christmas shopping, all that stuff. A lot of people make themselves targets. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to say one last thing. So I noticed, I'm sure you all saw it, like people responding negatively to folks that said that the girlfriend shouldn't have posted where they were. Uh, saying that, and all the responses are pretty consistent. I think they all probably cut and paste the same response, saying people should be able to go where they want and 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 live and and go have a waffle if they want to. I think I don't know what's up with this these Gen Z kids. I don't I don't get it. It's like they live in a in a they don't fuck with reality. They fuck with th- how things should be ideally. They have a, they have a diff- they, they see the world in rose-colored glasses as opposed to seeing the world for what it is. Um, regardless of what you think, everything that all these uh, all these niggas said is is spot on. Like we live in a fucked up place, and you have to be mindful of where you are and what you're doing if you want to be safe. Yeah, I always say you have to differentiate what should it be from what it is. Like, yeah, all that shit sounds good in theory, but this is what's really going on. Like, damn, what you right. think it should be. This is the physics of the situation. This is the gravity of the situation. This is what's going to happen with cause and effect. But people don't, people don't, people don't want to look at that. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell your kid that either. Like, you would tell your kid the truth as opposed to what how the world should be. No, I, I would tell so. my daughter not to fucking be there. I don't think that's the case, man. I mean, I think, I mean, you look at it in the way that we deal with our relationships. Like, there are women out here to be like, I don't need no fucking nigga like to protect me, da 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 da. And shit pop off. I just call the fucking police. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, ever called, you ever called the police before? Like, they don't answer a lot you know, of times. I mean, people, they, a lot of people very much do live in a world and they pass those messages off to their kids and, they believe that in their everyday life that they don't need nobody. And this is the way that things are going to be because that's the way that things should be. And it's like, that's not, 
that's not the way that this world is. Men and women need each other. Fathers and mothers need their kids and their kids need their parents. And you need family and all of this shit that y'all make up in your head to create these dumbass memes about. Like, that shit is wrong, bro. Like, that shit is not based based in reality. And we have all of this shit that we actually believe. Like, when these motherfuckers go on Facebook and start talking this dumb shit... It's based on shit that is not in reality, but everybody doesn't know that. And they go out there and they apply that same dumb shit that you see on 50% of these fucking statuses and Twitter statuses and IG memes. And they apply that to their regular life. And their life is basically built upon saying this shit just going to fall apart. And we're already falling apart as a result. As much as I love technology, man, the phone has probably been one of the most... One of the most single devastating fucking technological advances that our society has seen in the past, in the past two generations. Like it's just, it's just tricking everything off. Yep, <clears throat> I agree. The phone and everything that comes with it, namely social media. Yep. Shout out to Steve Jobs, man. Steve, I don't think Steve Jobs invented the phone, but okay, the, the mobile phone. <laughs> he invented this phone. <laughs> I'm talking about Alexander Graham Bell. That shit was just calling niggas. I mean, I'm talking about the cell phone. I don't think he invented the first cell phone. I'm talking about I'm talking about this one. <laughs> the oh, one I that we I, have I, now. I can't, I can't even see a phone. It's not in the screen for me. So. This iteration of the, the iPhone. Oh, what you the iPhone 14? created that like the app, like an, a store full of apps that you could add to a phone to take away your attention and lower your attention span and focus and add apps that you look at every day it, that little girls look at and make make them feel ugly more and more every day. That, that was from Steve Jobs. That wasn't from... Who, who else did that? It wasn't Zach, Zach Morris phone, Doc. Yeah, it wasn't that. But I think uh, to that point, though, I think teen, teen suicide amongst women, cutting and all of that is up like 80% since 2013. Damn. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Man, I was lighting this shit up, man, before we head out. Speaking, speaking of filters, what's the filter you have on right now? All right. You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. No, light, light, lights are just off. Halo. This is, a, <laughs> this is the glow beauty, from the, the screen. It's my beauty natural glow, nigga. No, it's just the glow from the screen. Hey, man, um, let me tell you, like, like, filters are, they make me sad. Because... <laughs> Really, man, because I, I go to some some people's pages and like all their pictures have filters, or all, mm-hmm. and like all their stories have filters. It makes me feel like you don't like love the way you look. And like everybody should love the way they look, man. And man, who, there's who, filters who, now who, who, who that filter make for? that a lot of these Instagram folks use, and I didn't realize this until I, I actually saw it in real life. That make you look like twenty pounds lighter. Oh my nigga, I had I had to break the news to one of one of our homeboys that this chick that he liked in high school Uh-oh. is like hella like photoshopping her shit and like mm. this nigga had like it, it was hard to break break it to him and I had to bring somebody else in to like be like look 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 at this like picture here. Nigga brought in a forensics, nah, like, like, a forensics I had to, like, expert. Zoom in like her fucking her back stopped and it was like her ass was still there like nigga like she's shrinking her waist oh, wow. and like oh, and making her ass look big like she has that app you know what I'm saying like she's airbrushing all the fucking crinkles off her leg her fucking legs look like like 
I don't know, just stupid smooth like they were painted on. I was like, no, nah, bro, I, I don't think she's photoshopping, man. Like, she's fine. I'm like, no, nah, she's fine in real life, but she's also photoshopping her not pic. Not that smooth. And so, real quick, real quick, let's let's chat about it. She fine in real life. So why is she photoshopping shit? Like, no, that, no, when I tell you she fine, fine, like she. Oh, she is. Nigga, she bad, but it, she. I don't know. It's like what's, what's it called? A uh, dysmorphia. You know, some people don't yeah. see the way they really are. They see all. They can only see the their flaws, and maybe she just wants it to look like some somebody else. But yeah, that shit was. Yeah, man, that shit was sad, man. That it was sad on his part because the nigga thought that she was them were really her pictures, hey, man. and it wasn't. The wildest shit is when, as a nigga, when you first realize that they do all of that shit and ain't none of that shit got to do nothing with you, and then it becomes wild. It's like, well, why do you do it then? And it's like, are you competing with other women? Like, is it, yeah, you know, I don't even know if it's other women though. Like, I don't well, like the, the I, I don't of, know what it is. It's wild, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think they're competing with their own self image. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think it's to the point where they you filter use filters so much that they don't even like the way they look when they post like a regular picture. You know what I'm saying? Which is they don't just fuck with the regular self. Sad. Yeah. That's sick. I. You, you know the thing. So this is what those things, right? So I was thinking, like, how could we like reverse <coughs> filters, right? But it's kind of the same thought process of like if every nigga has a gun then they'll start like gun laws it'll be different gun laws so I feel like if niggas start filtering themselves like women do you know what I'm saying I feel like that's the only way that this shit will stop like if women start getting fucking filter fished then they'll be like hold on man this ain't right like this nigga don't look nothing like this shit you know what I'm saying but anyway go ahead okay I was gonna lighten it up. That, that oh, kind of yeah. helped. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, was that a pun? <laughs> because of Photoshop. That wasn't, but that, that well was played, good though. Well um, but yeah, so let's switch it to sports before we head out. So Deion Sanders um, had some. I don't think it was controversial, but he had some remarks around uh, the amount that HBCUs are receiving versus PWIs for these big money games. Money games are like games where smaller schools go to a, a powerhouse institution or at least a few steps up, um, and they go play those schools for money. I know the past weekend, I think there were like three Sunbelt schools who went and played. One played <coughs> – excuse me. Ooh, Sorry. Lord. <laughs> Marshall played Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia Southern went to Nebraska and beat Nebraska. And then um, Appalachian State went to Texas A&M and beat Texas A&M. And I think in all those situations, those schools received um, more than a million dollars each. It was upwards of $1.5 million um, for these schools to um, go to these go to these institutions and beat them in football. So that, that, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, congratulations to them. But Deion um, started talking about how HBCUs are going to bigger schools and they're getting small checks. Like, for example, uh, FAM went to UNC for their first game of the year. I think they cleared $450,000. Um, 
in general, schools are getting very small amounts. When I think uh, he called out Alabama State going to UCLA and getting $300,000. So basically saying, like, you know, what's the value of going to these and, and playing these money games if, if you're, you're not even getting a half a million dollars to do it? Um, HBCUs need to know their worth and ask for more money. And obviously we bring this up because y'all listen to the podcast. You know, we all went to FAM. We went to HBCU. So this is something that, you know, uh, is near and dear and, and, and aligned to our interests. <laughs> so I agree with Dion. I mean, I think you have to ask for more. I mean, I think the thing of the difference between an HBCU versus another school is they're inviting us there not just because of the of the football like for the game itself. They're inviting us there because we have our marching bands who are are usually I mean, I know Fam's band is obviously world famous. Um you're 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 it's more than that. There's there's a risk involved in terms of the injury piece. Um there needs to be more incentives. So I agree with his point of view. I know that Jackson State hasn't played any money games and they don't need to. They don't have to. They they're getting more money than they ever ever have as an institution in terms of in terms of their football team. So um I also think that Dion might be coming from a different place because he's fronting a lot of money for the program. He has a lot of sponsorship money coming into the program. He's getting NIL deals for his students. Uh so I mean I think he's coming from a different perspective because he has more money coming in anyway. So it's 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 a mix to me. I do think we need to we deserve more and we need to just press for more money, but uh I think Dion also has kind of a different perspective because of who he is. I thought part of his issue was that he <laughs> was not interested in really like leading HBUs to the slaughterhouse because he was saying that we don't have like the uh I was trying to think of halfway decent. We don't have the size in the trenches really to deal like the skill positions, that's probably kinda cool. If you're fast, you're fast, can't teach speed, but we don't have the size in the trenches. We don't have the nutrition programs. We don't have the weight rooms that these places have. So it's not exactly a level playing field. And he I don't think he's really ducking no action. He's just saying, give me some time to like get my shit up to par and I'll take on whoever. Um which is important, you know, because even at the um, FAMU-UNC game, two or three guys had season-ending injuries um, after that game. And I don't know exactly what attributed to that. But, you know, if y'all recall, uh, we had several players that weren't clear. You know, we only had seven healthy offensive linemen going into the game. You generally play with five at least on every single play. So you don't really have many subs and stuff. You know, somebody could just overexert themselves or whatever. So he's basically saying, let's make the fight as fair as possible. Like, yeah, big bad Alabama, you still might beat us, but damn, might at least give us a puncher's chance. And um, that's his thing. He he said, you know, give him a couple years, two or three years, and you down for whatever. And, and, and the five stacks point, you know, he 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 made the point that our guys are going over there and they're getting physically brutalized. You know, what I'm saying this isn't like a a friendly football game where we just line up and everything works out. He's like, our boys go over there and they're playing dudes that are bigger than them. Imagine an offensive tackle on on FAMU's team is two sixty five, two seventy. <laughs> Up against a 302-pound fucking offensive tackle yoked from any any regular D1 uh, FCS school. 
fighting a man who's 40 or 50 pounds heavier than you, multiple snaps in a game is dangerous. With no subs. Yeah, and no subs. You're going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And we go over there and we get hurt. And then we go home with a check that barely covers the travel across the country to go play the fucking game. I mean, we went to North Carolina. How much does it cost to fucking fly the or or ship the hundred over there with all of that equipment, let alone the football team? Like, how much profit do we net? So he's like, if we're going to send our boys over there, they're going to get fucked up, get injured. We got to go over there and lie to them and tell them, don't worry about it. You can compete with these guys. When everybody in the room knows we can't compete with them, they get the dog shit beat out of them. And then we got to go back and build them back up again and say, all right, don't worry about it. That's in the past. Now we got to go play Southern. He's like, that's bullshit that we got to do that to them. And then we only got a $500,000 check to show for it. You know, and, and I think it's 100% right. And I like that he's bringing ideas for HBCUs to collectively think about. Because it feels like HBCUs operate very much in silos and have always done that. Like Southern mm-hmm. does whatever the fuck Southern wants to do. FAMU does what they want to do. And it's all like siloed like that. And they never really think about, well, we need to like unionize or collaborate or whatever and come up with our own contracts just for the better welfare of all HBCUs. I like that Dion's trying to take that approach now. Yeah. And like going back to just the difference of um, the the two teams. So you have like I watched the the LSU Southern game and like they were just running the train on Southern. It was just bad. Um, I think it was like maybe 37 or something in the first quarter to zero, some bullshit like that. Anyway, but at LSU, all the football players have to do is wake up. You know, they have trainers. They have, you know what I'm saying, like weight trainers, physical trainers, nutritionists, doctors, and you know what I'm saying, like everything that you need, all you have to, it, like everything's taken care, care taken care uh, for you, of you. You know what the fuck I meant. Anyway. Uh, for you. Yeah. What up for the fuck? And according to the paper that the FAMU football players have, some of them niggas wasn't even on the fucking meal plan. You know what I'm saying? And not, we're not talking like nutritionists, like, okay, you need X, Y, and Z. We have this type of balanced breakfast. This nigga can't even get the fucking powder eggs and right. sugar grits in the cab. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got some niggas like, they fucking money ain't come in, so one nigga's working a job so he can pay for his fucking apartment off campus. You know what I'm saying? They don't have room and board. They don't have food. And then I have to go to practice and get the, the shit whooped out of me, like, oh, come Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And I still haven't had a good night's sleep or a, a, a decent meal. Y- y'all around here is feeding us uh, fried chicken Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Like, what the fuck? So it's, it's really not fair. And, and again, I hope niggas not doing it for a look. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, you know, we get to be on TV. And look. The fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? All that happens is that you have fucking LSU playing fucking neck in the stands. Like, you know, the... And, like, just... They just... Now, now the fucking culture vultures playing our song and motherfucking LSU really think it's an LSU song now. They're talking mm-hmm. about suck this tiger dick bitch. That's what they say on the hook. So I'm like, nah, man. It, it, it's not cool, man. And it's... And it, 
And if we're not even getting an, um, enough money for it, like, why the fuck are we doing it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, you need to go talk to somebody. Uh, Mucinex. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, man. That nigga don't know. Oh, well, he ain't got to take our word for it. This nigga fell asleep. <laughs> right. Niggas passed out. Uh. <laughs> You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. JJ, you ready? Yeah, I'm all just right. talking bullshit. Okay. With all due respect, um, in this world, it would behoove you to get some hands. Whether they stowballed hands, whether they learned hands, whether you naturally gifted with the hands, it would behoove you to get you some hands. After watching the uh, was it the Adrian Peterson versus uh, Le'Veon Bell fight, as well as Nick Young getting knocked the fuck out, um, it goes to show, man, it doesn't matter how athletic you are. I mean, Adrian Peterson is probably the most athletic, one of the most athletic human beings we've ever seen walk the earth. You know, one of the the physical freaks. You know, what I'm saying, after athleticism, you know, what I'm saying, got sat the fuck down. Right. It don't matter how tall you are, really how short you are. This is not professional boxing that we're talking about. You know, you can get sat the fuck down. You can get knocked the fuck out. You know, most niggas who hop out of bed thinking they got hands, you know, you can still get sat the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit matters. And if you had any reminder, go look at those two fights, man, and just see that that fighting shit ain't easy. A lot a lot goes into it. It's not just I got into a couple of fights in, in elementary school, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I can knock any nigga I want out because that's not the case. Ladies, don't be out here trying to uh, fuck with a nigga who says that he can fight all of these niggas too. And you ain't never seen that nigga's hands either. You know what I'm saying? Like he can get sat the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? And whether it's recreational, whether it's competitive, whether it's just the exercise shit, I'm about to go. I'm about to go get in some gloves my damn self to, you know, just... Keep yourself sharp, man. Just keep them combat wits about you. We talked about uh, Peanut Butter Rock or, or whatever the young man's name is. You know, the, you know, he didn't have a, he didn't have situational awareness at the time. You know, he wasn't really aware of his surroundings. Um, I don't even know if he had the heat on him. You know what I'm saying? But as part of being a man, especially in 2022, especially when you got kids, especially when you got a family, is always keeping your wits sharp. Always know. What is around you, what threats are around you, uh, hopefully your pops taught you, you know what I'm saying, never put your back to the door, you always put your back somewhere where there's no um, there's no threats behind you, always be mindful of where all the exits are, those are things as a man you should know, and then next to that, you should also also be aware wherever you move, you know what I'm saying, if you're walking the dog, you shouldn't have headphones in your ear, you should always know What's around you, y'all will be able to hear, you should always be able to smell what's going around you so that you can read and react. You know what I'm saying? You're no good to anybody as a man to protect you or your family if you're not paying attention. Headphones in your ear, on your phone while you're fucking walking the dog, you're not paying attention. You can't protect anybody in that state. 
And secondly, is making sure you're dangerous. You know what I'm saying? After being situationally aware of what's going on around you, you have to make sure that you're dangerous, whether that's hand-to-hand combat, whether that's um, actively carrying a firearm on you or carrying, even if it's carrying a stick, you see the old people, they carry staffs and stuff to beat the pit bulls in case something happened. But even if you need to do that, please ensure that you're dangerous. That is what's going to protect you and that's what's going to make you safe. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things you need to worry about. And it's not something that you can just wake up out of the bed and do. You have to practice it. You have to read about it. Just like you read about cryptocurrency and blockchain, you have to read about how to be situationally aware, how to protect yourself, how to protect your family. So put time and resources into it and ensure that as we go out here and black people, as black people in the world, we're ensuring that we're safe and that our families are safe with all due respect. With all due respect, uh, two of my favorite seasons, well, actually three seasons, but some of them overlap, uh, are coming up. It's um, autumn season. Y'all know that's my favorite season. Some people call it fall. I call it autumn because it is fancier and I'm a fancy ass nigga. So with the cooler weather comes uh, the soups. I know Wood is a big soup guy. Um, but in New Orleans, that means it is gumbo season, um, which I like to prepare and eat. So um, that's exciting. I also fuck with a, a French onion soup, too. That's one of my favorites. But So that's one thing. Another thing is it's homecoming season. So about a month out from homecomings, uh, depending on where your school is and where it lies. Uh, it might be maybe three weeks for y'all, but about a month for us. Um but if you're going to try to um, get at something at homecoming, it's time for you to start seasoning meats now. You know what I'm saying? Um, just throw out a, oh, hey, what's up? You know, hey, you going to homecoming or, you know, what's bit up or, hey, big head, however you want to do it. Like you some old pitches, three in a row always means that, you know, they want the D or the P. So, you know, get your shit off however you usually get your shit off, but just know. It's rapidly approaching. Uh, so if you still have some time to hit the gym, maybe drop five, you know, that might go for your face. Depending on where your school is, you might be able to wear some like a cool sweatsuit or something. So, you know, if you did have a couple extra pounds, as long as it's not in your face, you'll be all right. Um, so, yeah, just make sure that, you know, you start focusing on what you're trying to accomplish uh, at homecoming. Uh, usually at homecoming, People revert back to the same way they were back in college. So, you know, sometimes it's it's a free for all. So just keep that in the back of your mind. And last but not least, it is Halloween season coming up. Halloween is coming up. I believe this year is on a Monday. So in New Orleans, that means it's going to be Halloween parties Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, so start picking out your outfits in your mind, what you're going to wear, uh, go to that good Goodwill. It's always a good place to pick up shit for Halloween. Um, I mean, if you want to go all out, if you can grow a fro, you're trying to be somebody with an afro or a beard or something, you know what I'm saying? Now's the time to start growing your facial hair, you know what I'm saying? Or do whatever you need to do to get in character, your mustache or whatever. So just three things for y'all to think about uh, around this time with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, shout out to Brett Favre and the state of Mississippi. Like, so we know 
you watch P Valley, you know the state of Mississippi is corrupt. When you saw how the city government of Chuckalisa um, gets down, <clears throat> they a bunch of fuck niggas over there. And you know, it's, and you're like, oh shit, it's a TV show. No, it's just real. I mean, Mississippi's been consistently for the history of the world of the United States, one of the poorest states in the union. That doesn't happen because they don't get money, federal funds. That doesn't happen um, because they don't have people that pay taxes. It's because the money that they get is consistently uh, misappropriated. So Brett Favre was exposed recently uh, for working to get money um, for, for his alma mater, Southern Mississippi. Money that was supposed to go to welfare programs, um, help the poor and the hungry in the state of Mississippi. Uh, get fed. The money was mis, um, misused to really fund a volleyball facility because <laughs> volleyball is so important. So shame on you, Brett Favre. I hope you go to prison. I hope hope something bad happens. I mean, in terms of like your freedom is concerned because you're corrupt. I mean, the state of Mississippi has dirty drinking water in Jackson, and they've been having it for a while now. Like we've seen the pictures of, 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 of water that looks like pop, um, when it's really drinking water that people have to bathe and use to live. Um, do better, Mississippi man. Like I know that y'all have a history of not being worth a fuck. Y'all have a history of corruption, but it's time to do better for your people, man. Or at least the people that are doing all the fuck shit. At least y'all need could at least go to jail. At least y'all could be locked up for a bit. I'd love to see it personally. It'll make give me joy. I'll, I'll crack jokes on Twitter and, and have a good laugh about it, with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, kind of along the same lines of what J. Joe was talking about. Um, but in particular, it's tailgate season. And, you know, it's it's really important to think about safety first in these type of situations. You're going to be drinking, hanging out, having a good time, get your designated driver, get your Uber, make sure you hydrate, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But there was a situation that occurred um, at the Dolphins game where a fan, like, didn't properly store their grill um, before they went to the game. And like blew up their car and several other surrounding cars in the parking lot. Like it was literally like the Allstate Mayhem commercial. <laughs> so, um, I I don't even know how that happens. Like I've literally at this particular point probably tailgated literally hundreds of times, and never nothing even close to that. Like we just leave the grill and we come back after the game and everything is fine. So. Um, just take all of that into account. A lot of these stadiums now are not taking cash. Um, it's always good to have a few dollars in cash to kind of try to wheel and deal for different stuff and leave your tips and stuff. But make sure you uh, take your card in with you so you don't get screwed. But it's really all I got. It's all due respect. 